Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so very excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're an actor, writer, and can I say, all around delight. You it's can. Julie Brister. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hello. I'm John's neighbor, and I used to live in the same house as Mark. This is true. Oh, my goodness. And that's, I guess, how you, you could have introduced yeah, yes. me in that way <laughs> as like a neighbor to both of you. It's Would you like a, to be a neighbor point. to us all? <laughs> uh, Julie, I was wondering, do you own anything that you would consider to be in bad taste? <laughs> yes. Do you want me to go get something? Sure. <laughs> For this audio uh, medium? Ooh. Oh, go get oh. it. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah, I'll go get it. I'm going to go get it. I have go to get it. it. Okay. I want to know Here if I, I I could think of one that you own that I know you own. I want to know if you. Oh, not wow. those. These two dolls those are, are great. Aren't they fun? They're banks. If you look in the back. Oh, how would you describe them? There. Matching uh, a cherubic a woman. <laughs> it's not it's I'm not finished yet. So they're banks. They're fat yeah. ladies. What? They're shitting. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. Yeah, right? Did you get them as a pair? No, I got them separately. One what? I got as a gift. And then the store that my friend got them at was closing. And we're like, let's go back and see if they have any more. And they they had they still had one more. If so. you ever find yours being one of the benefits of being Julie's neighbor is getting to go into her 
place. And she always <laughs> has like just the best knickknacks. Like, cause yes. you're one of the best, you have the best great eye for like you're a good collector design and arts. And like, I feel like you have really good taste when it comes Aww. to, especially with bad taste. Like you have a good, <laughs> <laughs> I love good, bad taste. Yeah. I really I do. thought you were going to bring up, you have, it's one of my favorite things you have is your little statue of John, John at the JFK. Oh, that funeral is saluting, <laughs> but it's a little hand broke. <laughs> right. But the other one's okay. The one, the one hand he has the grandmother who painted it, gave him red painted nails. Oh, weird. Right? Hmm. Because how else would you know they were nails? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. She like she thought it was a great idea. But her grandchildren said, We're gonna we can't wait to get rid of this and put it in an antique <laughs> store and see what we can get. I guess like Out when it comes sight. to with something that's bad, it should be something that like makes you laugh a little, but is also oh, yeah. like beautifully rendered, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> But should also I, almost make you feel a little embarrassed that you don't want to be caught laughing at it. Sure. Ex a little bit. Perfect. I think that's the experience of coming to my house. <laughs> it's never I think that's what most people you don't want have. anyone to catch you walking in or out. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a guy come in to install 5G, the AT&T guy. And he he like it was so exciting. He was like, where did you get this? Where did you get oh, this? Oh, nice. Where did, where is this from? Did you get this in Mexico? Where did where did this come from? It was like, oh, I'm a docent in my own home. <laughs> this is all I've ever wanted. I this all I want is for people to quiz me about my things. You said getting something in Mexico, and I recently picked up something in bad taste when I went on my cruise to Mexico. It's this a saying made from license plates. Where they just took a letter from different license plates and it just says "toxic wife." Yeah. <laughs> was re they really? There were ones that were like "party" and like you know, like "good mom." No, you, you chose get... the right one. I thought so. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Maybe this would be a good souvenir to give to somebody." Then I was like, "I don't want to give this away." Yeah, no. this is too good. Toxic wife in my now it's in my kitchen. Oh, I was going to say that perfect for the bathroom. That's why my sleepaway camp drawing of the naked killer at the end. So oh, there's already nice. we're good on bad taste in the bathroom. That about the feng shui of bad taste in your apartment. Yeah. What do you have, John? Do, do you have anything? Do you anything spring to mind? I nothing is springing to mind. It's just too impeccable. All of it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You do have your the grease and the little jacket. Your oh, grease that's DVD. Bad taste. The... That's just like a PR thing. There's like it's a PR. It's PR. <laughs> I have these fur pants that when I lose 50 pounds, <gasps> I can fit in a fur. Yeah. What do you mean so, fur? Uh, do you not know what fur is? Like real fur? Oh, fun. America's Next Weatherman. The poster says boner metric, and it's sort of like a a dick flapping in the wind. So like know, a wind song kind of thing? Exactly. You, that, why is that not hung on the wall? I don't know. Bring it up with my husband. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I always have big dreams of like, oh, I'm going to like uh, rotate my art on my walls. You know what I mean? I'm going to like, but then I got these goddamn plaster walls that are like a nightmare to like, you know. Oh, you need, with. Command, you need strips. command strips. I yeah, know. they work. Yeah. Although sometimes like I have things command stripped in my bedroom and in the Go middle on. of the <laughs> things mm -hmm. and in the middle of the night, inevitably it's happened a couple of times. It'll just come crashing down. Boom. I'll wake up with a, a start. 
do you put I would never put anything above my head in bed. I would never hang anything. No. We're, we're, we're in California. Right. I, I in my old place, I had a whole gallery wall above mm. my bed and it always felt like a bad idea. And uh, <laughs> here I just have a macrame thing. And if you'll that, be if fine, I, that, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll survive. If a macrame a takes on your head, yeah. Yeah. if a macrame yeah. takes you out, you got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mercy killing. I say I, I'm not that weak. You know, speaking of funny deaths okay. today, it's our third Queen's Choice episode and it's my choice. So today we're talking about pink flamingos. John, <laughs> what's the deal with pink flamingos? Mark. Let me tell you the deal with Pink Flamingos. It was directed, written, produced, narrated, filmed, and edited by John Waters. And it is part of what he refer he labels his trash trilogy, which also includes female trouble and desperate living. And it tells a tale of notorious Baltimore criminal and underground figure divine who goes up against a sleazy married couple who attempt to seize her tabloid given title as of the filthiest person alive. It stars Divine, David Lockery, Mink Stoll, Mary Vivian Pierce, Danny Mills, Edith Massey, Cookie Mueller, and Channing Wilroy. It was first shown on March 17th, 1972 at the University of Baltimore. And according to Wikipedia, it has either grossed 7 million or 1.9 million. They don't <laughs> seem to know which one, but it was a budget of $10,000. And what did the critics think? Well, who cares? Uh, even in his Frank Rich in his review wrote, I'm not giving a star ranking to Pink Flamingos because stars simply seem not to apply. It should be considered not as a film, but as a fact, or perhaps as an object. It has been called the most important queer film of all time, as well as being considered an important pre precursor to punk culture. Director Russ Gus Van Sant called it an absolute classic piece of American cinema, right up there with Birth of a Nation, Doctor Strangelove, and Boom. John Waters had plans for a sequel titled Flamingos Forever, and Troma Entertainment was going to finance the picture, but it was never made as Divine refused to be involved, and Edith Massey had died in 1984. But in 2014, John Waters recast the film with children and rewrote the script to make it kid-friendly and called it Kitty Flamingos. The video features children wearing wigs and costumes modeled off the originals. Waters said the new version, filmed on one day with actors mostly drawn from his friend's children, is in some ways more perverse than the original. And that <laughs> is the deal with Pink Flamingos. So I chose it, but why did I choose Mark, it? Mark, why did you ask. choose Pink Flamingos? Well, we've, we've only done one John Waters before. Mm -hmm. That felt like a gross oversight, Indeed. emphasis on gross. So I felt well, it's high time we do it. And it's one I love. I love John Waters. I think it's a perfect movie that hasn't lost any of its power. It's still like shocking. And mm -hmm. when it get to the chicken fucking scene, you're always like, this is so fucked up. Like, <laughs> this is like wrong. But then a lot. Like, well, it is an exercise of bad to like it's going further than you're comfortable with, which is what's great about it. It's like, yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think and it didn't inspire a rash of like chicken fucking or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think we're fine. And also <laughs> a uh, chicken did die in the filming of that scene, but they ate it. Okay, so good. I think, you know, no, and also, yeah. but you know, and also like you haven't eaten chicken lately. Like, are, is our, is this any, at least it died in a great service of great art and not just being in like, it is an you eternal know, chicken That's in true. a McChicken sandwich. I'd rather be a died, uh, fucking and, uh, becoming a chicken nugget, <laughs> put that on my gravestone. Sure. You'd rather be a died fucking. Than... I'd rather be a died of fucking <laughs> and then I'll be in a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you remember when you that. first saw it? 
I remember, no, it's probably been like 20 years or something, but I remember seeing it with like, we had a really cool editing teacher at film school and like he would like show us movies at his house and he had like a nice theater space and stuff. So a bunch of us went, I went with the sweet girl named Jen who had never seen it before. She was like new to America. This was all new to her. And so I'm sitting next to her watching Pink Flamingos and I just remember during one scene, she said, what did she say? And I just had to go back, let mommy suck your dick. That's <laughs> it's fine. So a lot of fun memories of uh it still sure. hasn't lost any of its power. Uh what about you, Julie? First time seeing Pink Flamingos? <laughs> oh no, I saw oh the first time I saw it was like 1984. Oh, uh, my right. freshman year of college. I feel like I uh I saw it at uh in Hogg Auditorium at the University of Texas. Excuse me. Wow. Exactly. Perfect. And are you a fan of it? Would you say? Oh, are you ab- a John absolutely. Waters fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big John Waters fan of uh, uh, love. Not my, my not my all time favorite. Pink Flamingos. What's your favorite? Uh, Female Trouble. Sure. But uh, an important document, nonetheless. Absolutely. Indeed. It's crazy. I like Female Trouble. Is like, oh, this is you could see him becoming more accessible. <laughs> this yes. one, but Female <laughs> Trouble is still pretty outrageous. Right. <laughs> And Desperate Living is the one that's like the fairy tale. Like there's a part with like a kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, John? First time with Pink Flamingos? No, I first saw it in high school. A friend of mine had a copy of it. I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, I love it. In fact, one of my cats is named after one of the characters in this movie, Crackers. Uh, the aforementioned chicken fucker and killer. I love it. I agree. It's watching it. I It's still 51 years later can still shock you and surprise you and still make you go, I can't believe I'm watching this. And even though I've seen it before, for some reason, when I was rewatching it this time, in the big, you know, the iconic scene where Divine eats dog shit, I found myself like retching. Like I was like physically felt physically ill, even though I'd seen it before and didn't have a problem, knew it was happening. I don't know why, but for some reason yesterday when I was watching it, I was just started getting sick. And luckily there was no nothing in my stomach. So I didn't actually throw up. Oh, you weren't like having like chocolate pudding at the same time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alamo Draft House, there's an idea. There you go. <laughs> Chicken it's for funny. The, on, chicken for the main course, chocolate pudding yeah. for desserts. <laughs> it all works out. It's funny that 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 the dog shit. I know that he wanted to save the dog shit scene for the end, but sure. d- shouldn't it have been in that like fifteen minute birthday party montage? It would have been lost. <laughs> yeah, it's because so, you can't heighten after Julie. You, you can't heighten. Where do you go after the dog? Like who? I think people would be shell shocked. Well, then you know that they really are the filthiest people alive. <laughs> <laughs> and you That's you really it's cemented you really it's like well it's obvious that that babs is the filthiest i've never seen yeah. it. it would be like so fun to see in like a packed theater like it like i hope oh, like yeah, idiots be or something because there's That's always crazy. tons of people like seeing these things for the first time oh yeah, yeah. you know so well, i also think the... pink flamingos is one of those titles where everyone has heard of it but not as but like i don't think that many people have actually sat down and watched all of it you know what I mean? Like, I feel like They're everyone missing we know, out. Would, know the, would get the reference and would know, like, oh, there's a scene with, you know, where he eats dog shit. But I think I bet at least half of our friends probably haven't seen it, even though right? they, they it, know what it is. Because Most it's people like the, the kind of movie. Mom. Yes. Or, well, Hairspray. Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. It's the kind of movie that you, you that would be on the TV in the background of a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a vibe. 
Julie, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex and <gasps> Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you will listen to me come up with a category. Mm-hmm. And it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? If you don't know by now, catch up. You'll figure it out. Slope yeah. There's a oh. wheel. There's a wheel. There's a few wheels. There's two. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. In fifth place with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. In fourth place with a 93.21%, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. In third place with a 94.55%, But I'm a Cheerleader. In second place with a 94.75%, Zero Patience. And still number one with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. Okay, so Mark, Perfect. how well do you think Pink Flamingos is going to do? I think we could do top 10. I think a lot of it comes down to the wheel, but top uh-huh. 10 feels pretty safe-ish. I, honestly, I feel like if it's less than top five, I would be surprised. And I think really? it's a really strong shot at being at unseating female trouble. I think it does have the potential to unseat yeah, female trouble. I really do. I guess we'll see. I guess there's. we just have to do it. We, we just, just have, have to, to do, do this. Should we just do it? I'm just it? glad that Muppets take Manhattan is out of there. <laughs> oh, it's way. It's been gone for years. Years, <laughs> Julie, as we just learned last week. We were reminded of. <laughs> Where is Muppets take Manhattan? Now? Oh, Muppets take Manhattan is now 78th place. Wow. Less wow. gay than Armageddon <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Airplane. All right. Uh, so for the group's first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we'll each be given a score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Julie, what would you give Pink Flamingos on a scale of zero to 100 in actual gay characters? Well, there's not Raymond. a lot of like, I mean, there's like the lesbian couple who's going to adopt a baby at the beginning. Right. And then at the end, one of the reporters asked Divine if if they're lesbian and uh, she says, yes, I have done everything. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also Raymond, Which the guy right. who gets, oh. uh, works for the marbles. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right, right, right. And then also everybody at Babs' birthday party, at Divine's birthday party. Right. Even the Eggman has rings on every finger. What, yeah, <laughs> right. There is just like, they're like, they're kind of what do you think of like, oh, what someone says like, oh, they're a character. This movie is full of like gay characters. You know what I mean? Like, even if they're not playing gay characters, it's full of gay characters. Like even right. Mr. Marble is a gay character. You know, David. Well, well I think that David Lockery. kind of exists yeah. almost outside the binary of straight and gay. Like I can't like. Yes. Definitely David- queer, you know. Yeah. Right, it's, it's so confident in its in the fact that they have there are so, so many actors and so many people are affiliated with uh, uh, are gay. It's not about that, and yet it right. just oozes. It's, right. it's full of it. Yeah. So ah, like um, a one to a hundred or zero, but yeah, or zero if oh, you want to be really oh, zero uh, of crazy regressive yeah if you're i'm gonna regressive. say i'm gonna say 99 99 yeah i'll say 97 97 uh i'll go 98 complete the we don't know about that dog oh yeah we that know shits yeah it's kind gay. of poodle-esque who so knows probably gay yeah yes all right, got an average of 98, which is 18 points higher than the Doom Generation, because I was able to do that math in my head. Look at that. Wow. All right, our yeah. next category, gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Oh, 
very high. I like <laughs> Divine, uh, John Waters, Divine John Waters, Lamb crew, the movie. Meat everyone stole. in the cast. Yeah. yeah, Vincent Peranio was in it. Um, Who's Vincent Peranio? He's at the party. Well, who is he's he? The, like, he's the set decorator. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. He, he, I like that the production opening designer. Credits, the opening credits list everyone, Literally even the <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> they don't list Danny Mills, who played Crackers. Why is that? Because it looks like he had some issues. He d- he did not want to be associated with yeah, it. Yeah, he sort of yeah renounced it somewhat. Yeah, he's dead now, so we can talk about him. We can talk about him. Sure. <laughs> They can't subscribe oh. to Patreon in hell or heaven. Would I, would I be? Would I? Would it be too much if I said a hundred? Because I feel no. like, no. like, like, divine and uh, John, John Waters, Waters alone. The movie and, itself. Yeah. Yes, like it's a yeah. one hundred. It is like like uh, yeah. uh, an icon's icon. It's absolutely a hundred, and for me as well, because it's like. Again, like even if you don't, even if you haven't seen the movie, everyone knows the movie. If you think of Divine, Pink Flamingos is the one, you know, like John Waters and Divine, you like this is the first title you think of. So it's right. uh, definitely a hundred. I also will give it a hundred. Have either of you ever been to Baltimore? Oh, yes. My ex husband is from the Baltimore area. Oh. Any uh, takeaways? <laughs> Not on your ex husband. We'll save that oh, for another no. podcast. <laughs> He's. <laughs> Uh, I love Baltimore and uh, I love crabs and crab cakes and love the city itself. It's it's fun. It's real fun. Seems great. I, don't, I haven't nice. been in a while. It was funny, like watching this. It was like where they have the trailer. Man, it looks so gross. Like the <laughs> the the ground, like the, just the, the woods, like the, the landscape yeah, yeah. and everything. And I'm like, but I you guess look. The criteria, the Blu-ray I had has like a special feature where John Waters goes to visit, like he's revisiting the locations now, like, you know, 50 oh, years yeah. later. And the side of the trailer is now like the front lawn of this like essential mansion. Like the, that really? whole area has been like, but he like <laughs> wow. talks to the, he meets the couple who like this older couple who live there now. Oh. They try to figure out exactly where the man, the trailer could have been. Oh, because I guess the, the burned wreckage just stayed there for years. Sure. Oh, I mean, there was no budget yes. to clean that up. But then that, that whole yeah. area has been like now it's all been developed now. The woods are still there, but it is just like full of like these McMansions now. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, all right. Our next category, the queer gaze. How much of this movie would you say was shot through a queer lens? Uh, all of it? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Definitely yeah. a fuck yeah. the world kind of energy, the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The writing. Yeah. All yeah. The characters, uh, it, everything, how everyone looks. I love the scene. Like, I don't I don't know if you could say that a camera setup is gay, but where... You absolutely can. <laughs> where the marbles are in the foreground and Raymond is imitating both of them. Oh, yeah. It is, yes. <laughs> and like her, like her expression, just everything about that is just like gay, 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 gay. Who I've been waiting to ask you, Julie, who, what Manson girl do they have a framed photo of? Uh, that's Sexy Sadie. That's Susan Atkins. I knew you would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for knowing I know. And I was like, I tried scrolling through like the IMDb trivia and it was just like too long. And I was just like, you know what, Julie will know. <laughs> it's not in there. Yeah. <laughs> this is easy. Thank you, Julie. What are you doing? Queer gaze? Yeah. 100, right? Oh, yeah. 100? Oh, well, you don't have to. I was just saying that. I was. 
I, yeah. I will say 100 as well. I mean, it's all through John Waters. Yeah. I, too, will give it 100. Giving it 100. All right. Next one. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? Oh, this is wow. what a great addition <laughs> uh, to the questions. It would really be above 100. But if 100 is as high as it can go, <laughs> yeah. then I'm going to say 100. Sure. Like, he would uh, find like even the uh, scenes that are like not sexual or or even with the volume down, I don't think he could handle yeah, it. I don't think he could last five minutes of this movie. You don't think no. he's a big fan of like 16 millimeter film stock? No, no. <laughs> he's 35. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, Left Behind. If Left Behind was shot on 16, oh, I don't beautiful know. Beautiful cinematography <laughs> in Left Behind. Have you, have you guys ever seen uh, the Omega Code 2 Megiddo? I have not. What's that? No. It's like a Chris it's a Christian apocalypse action movie that's uh get this ridiculous. Huh. Anyways, uh it's probably on YouTube. Oh, let me write it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you like a fun bad watch, you know, I, I recommend sometimes Christian apocalyptic films are pretty funny. John, what do you think for the Mike Pence anxiety? Oh, a uh, hundred. I really didn't get through any of this. I also will give it 100. Giving it 100, which is the highest we've had uh, since we've done version 9.0. Higher it would than... Be, yes. It would be a real treat if somebody forced Mike Pence, if they tied him down and uh, <laughs> clockwork, clockwork oranged down. his eyes open. And it's made, in the Library of Congress. You know, I, I, there you go. And it's Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather be, in the Library of Congress or the Criterion Collection? Oh, the Criterion Collection. Criterion. I don't know. Library of Congress is pretty cool, though. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, they don't put out mm. Blu-rays with special features yeah. with cool packaging and exquisite. But then you have work. to do oh, yeah. you have to do competition with like photographs and other media. <laughs> Mr. Rogers' sweater of all things. God, <laughs> yeah. get me out of here. All right, our next category: Hell on Heels. How we doing on feisty ladies? One hundred. <laughs> It's mostly. <laughs> it's uh, the whole movie is Cotton is feisty, Edie is feisty. One Babs of my favorite is ones is the that pregnant woman in the basement who's just like, "You're disgusting! I can't yeah. look at you! Oh my god, you're <laughs> I'm gonna puke!" Like I love. Like she could just turn away, I guess, but she just wants to stand there screaming at. It's so funny. Elizabeth Coffey, the transsexual, she's yeah. feisty. Yeah, like great. it's full of feist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll it's I'll also go hundred. I too will go hundred, doing very well so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hine it with Valley of the Dolls and Hell on Heels. Oh, all right. Our next one, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Pink Flamingos and come away with a whole book of ideas? Yes, I mean, divine. <laughs> yeah, it's constant. I mean, this may be a controversial take, but the most famous drag queen in the world, even though she's been dead for. Many, many years, I think, isn't, would you say that Divine is the most famous drag queen in the world? RuPaul I mean, I think, is close, but. I think you could have a debate of the two of them, but I also feel like they're both on the Mount Rushmore. Yes. Yes. Divine is probably maybe the most influential. Well, maybe not. I mean, RuPaul's I mean, brought so like many people. <laughs> How many people have been on that show? And made it sort of yeah. more palatable. Look, you can't have one with the, it's a chain. Why do we need yeah. to pit these ladies against each other? You know, yeah, what is so happening? What is best? What is best? <laughs> There's only one room for one. 
uh yeah drag i the one look i really liked was when connie's like in her white brief when the like the shrimping scene oh yeah with connie's oh, yeah. in her white briefs with her like head her hair like pulled back really tight like yeah. she looks really cool yeah it's super oh cool. and i mean and... i love david lockery's hair even though it's not a drag queen but that hair is right. amazing yeah especially he, that he that... did his pubes in that scene i was the like, carpet oh. and then you're like oh no <laughs> apparently he did that with magic marker that's commitment. That's good to on your long hair doing it, please. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're supposedly he and, supposedly he and Divine met in beauty school. That makes sense. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense with the hair. Uh, did I say a number? No, hundred. Drag, drag queen well inspiration. Me, yeah. I too will give it a hundred. Finally, the last of the canon categories. Julie, let's go zero to 100. How likely are you to recommend pink flamingos to a gay person? Oh, 100. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like it's, you're not really gay until you've seen pink flamingos. Is yeah, that a controversial take? I don't think so. Okay. I will also give it 100. You've got to see pink flamingos. It's still shocking. Essential viewing. Look at what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like even when people like watch, like I like, I'm a fan of the Jackass films. But even watching those, you're just always like, this is nothing, right? <laughs> you know, you see people being shocked, even like at Bora. You're still like, this is still, this doesn't have a singing <laughs> asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> All right, that's it. Oh wait, I right now uh, that's it for the canon category. So where is Pink Flamingos right now in the overall ranking? I ask, I answer. It is has a 34.90%. It's in 186th place right now. Not as gay as Submarine, but gayer than Jupiter Ascending. Mm. All right. Well on its way. All right. Good, now good. we are into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. Spinning through. These categories are categories previous guests, such as yourself, have brought in. We put them all this wheel, which is an app on my phone. We're going to spin it once, whatever category pops up we'll use. Then, Julie, you and I will pick a category from the wheel to judge the movie. Then we have a listener wheel we're going to spin. And then finally, Mark will come up with a category which we will use to judge this movie and add to the wheel, potentially used to judge all future movies. Make sense? Here we yes. go. Felt. Felt. The Muppets Take Manhattan wow. category. Rearing its <laughs> ugly head. It's because I it's because I dissed Muppets. You summoned yeah, it. I really did it. Ugh. Felt, you know, I think with the production design, you mm. know that there's a lot of felt in yeah, there. There's felt in there somewhere. There is a, a felt underneath those seat cush- cushions and the sofa and mm. in the chair that reject the marbles. There, sure. Yeah. There is probably felt in the basement. There's probably black felt to, uh, uh, so those, no, they're, the girls are actually wearing shoes, but you know Thank that you. they're, God, fucking felt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, now, if we, if we use it like, uh, like um, a verb, like were yes. you felt emotionally, you were, right. moved. yeah, right. I was deeply like, felt. There's a lot of uh, sex in this movie. There's a lot of mm-hmm. sure. uh, there's a lot of feelings. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of passion felt. with chickens and very gonzo yes. thing. 
So I don't know, like 95? <laughs> Julie. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, want to say 95? I, you can no, say no, 95. no. I'll, I'll say like, it, it's, it, this is so not a felt movie, you know, a literal yeah. felt movie. So um, the 70? 70. Yeah, I was going to go, I'm going to go 55. 55. But there isn't really a lot of felt, unfortunately. Oh, we don't know that. that. I think there is exactly. We don't know. <laughs> I can so, only. Yeah. I can only give it on what I. I'll give it a thirty. Okay. Okay. Giving it a fifty-one point sixty-seven. All right. Now it's hosts. Your choice. Okay. You too. You so do. there are a lot of categories that we have that could fit, but in going through them all, I want to choose one. I think we should choose a recent category from Zero Patients, and the category is. Is this happening? And I think the <laughs> sure. fact that 51 years later, we can watch this movie and still be shocked and still cannot believe what we are seeing from singing assholes to eating dog shit to chicken fucking to all the sex. It is constant. It has not lost its power. There's no there's nothing about it where like, well, today it doesn't seem as shocking. It is still has the power. So for me, I think is this happening is the perfect I mean, that's category for this movie. Literally yes. what you think during the the blowjob scene. You're like, yeah. wait, is this really is is this really a blowjob? Oh, it is yeah. a real oh, blowjob. Oh, it is real blowjob. That blow is the job. one thing that John Waters says he regrets filming. Yeah, I saw that. That he he really regretted that. <laughs> like he just didn't need it, I guess. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he, it was funny. He was, he was like, because they were friends, and I guess like, yeah, I guess it would be weird if I had to if either a friend blew me or I had to blow a friend for a movie, like give a friend a blowjob for a movie. Like that would be weird. Yeah. And it was like at the height of Deep Throat. <laughs> Porn was cool. Yeah. I think that's a great category, you know, and you listed all the things or like, is this happening? We didn't even talk about eggs. No. Uh, right. Uh, and wonderful yeah, that, Edith Massey. Just bananas, the character and everything. I love how <laughs> Edith Massey is then seeing this and then seeing Edith Massey in Polyester. Where she's now the refined, which Ashante, yes. <laughs> like my favorite. What range? Thing. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly. And also in female trouble. Yeah, um, she's a dreamlander. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. She is a, a star. Star. Uh, are we looking for a number? One hundred. Uh, I will also give it a hundred. I too will give it a hundred. Given an is average this of, happening? This. Is this happening? <laughs> now it's time for the listener category. So this is another wheel of categories listeners have submitted. <laughs> and so here we go. Made in adversity. Made in adversity. Oh, made for. Made in adversity. This comes from Sebastian the Fap. Thank you, Sebastian okay. the Fap. And they say, how controversial was the film for its time? Did the film face any obstacles in production or release due to its content? Was the film ever censored or banned? I think yes to uh, all of that. Yes to all of it. And also, you know, in reading the Wikipedia stuff, it's like John Waters, they filmed on the weekends and John Waters spent the week raising money so they could film on the weekends. So like it was a constant state of like trying to catch up, not quite adversity, but sort of like always chasing it and always running. Also, everyone was on drugs. Everyone, everyone was, oh, sure. except for maybe Edith Massey, everybody was like fucked up on drugs. So like, I think it's really hard to make a movie when you, not the most reliable, like <laughs> uh, a cast and crew. 
Sure. 100. 100. Uh, yeah, I'll also give it 100. I, is it I, still banned anywhere, I wonder? I would assume. I think it's been yeah. edited a few places, but I think they also stopped doing that. Mm. All right, now I'm it's sorry, time. Mark. What did mm. you want to give it? Did you say 100? I said 100. I cut you off. I apologize. This is always my fear with podcasts. I mean, it happens all the time. Nobody cares. I know. Oh, please don't edit it out. Don't worry about it. How dare you talk over (laughs) me on my own podcast? (laughs) This shall not stand. Uh, All right. Now it's time for for you to come up with a category, Mark, that we can use to judge this movie and potentially all future movies when it gets added to the wheel. All right. I thought of something. Okay, good. This is an element of, I would say, being queer generally. And I think of the film itself and it's transgressiveness. Oh, transgressiveness. Transgressive involving a violation of moral or social boundaries. And I would say this movie has that in spades. Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. (laughs) Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. <laughs> Julie is doing that off the top of her head, ladies and gentlemen. She has no script in front of her. Her eyes just rolled back into her head. She was levitating a foot off the ground. <laughs> her oven is on fire. <laughs> now she's spinning. Julie. 100. 100. I, I will also give it 100 in transgressiveness. Given it, I too will give it a hundred. We did it. All right, let's see where it is now. Now that the wheel categories are done, where have we gone? All right, now it is up to. It's got a fifty-two point forty-eight percent. It's in one hundred and thirty-third place now. Not as gay as Scream, but gayer than Alien Covenant. So it's hey. climbing up the rank. Now we are into the bonus categories. Extra. So these categories, as the name implies, are bonus. So if it doesn't do well, it doesn't work against it, uh, but it doesn't help. So it's just going to be zero to 10. It'll be that percentage bonus points that it gets. All right. The first one, musical potential. Could you see a musical being made out of pink flamingos? See, I uh, think to me, this is where it it sort of falls short, just because I feel like what is so exciting and wonderful about pink flamingos, I don't think you could really pull off in a musical. I do. Th- I think you could. I would disagree. I think you could, maybe not in a Broadway musical, but like I a think stage there's musical. You mean a movie musical? A, a rivalry for the filthiest people alive feels like a great. Uh, right. The stakes are high. Yes, yeah. but I don't think you can improve. Like, ideally, if you want to adapt something, you want to like improve upon it or like give it more. And I, I don't think you would. It didn't hurt Sunset Boulevard. Also, I don't know. Like but- the music in the movie is so. Um, uh, distinct like, it's so distinct it's so it, it, it but I also just I, like, like if someone said they're doing a musical Pink Flamingos I would be like why yeah that yeah. to me I think is I why would... I feel like I'm not saying yeah. you should do it I'm just saying you could do it I sure but we feel that way about our, uh, you know when we got this new system of like being a little more stern with musical potential because you could make a musical out of anything yeah, like I kind of feel that way about Hairspray. Like the Hairspray musical doesn't interest me at all. The original movie is so much better. Um, uh, but I can see why somebody was like, this is a great idea for a musical. Right. But I agree with you, John, that that uh, it has a little potential like for uh, a, a stage a stage musical at the UCB <laughs> Yeah, like a black box <laughs> kind of thing. 
Like it but, should almost be like under a bridge or in an alley or something. You know sure. what I mean? It should be like yeah, you know, it absolutely. It should, should be, be out in the like woods then, in Maryland. More, yeah, you're not gonna. Uh, you know, heightened from like chicken fucking or. Well, I think you don't try. Asshole. You know what I mean? You, you why are you own. making a musical of it? Because it's. I like the uh, the idea to me that what's funny is the rivalry between people wanting to be the filthiest person alive. I think there is something inherently there that sure. you could do a take on that doesn't have to be. It could be its own thing. Because I think that in in the initial the story, wh- however it is, is <laughs> funny. I think. Sure. I, I'll no, say, I agree. I'm not saying I'll this say, is a slam dunk idea. I just think like that. Has there been like a musical that like depicts like rivalries, like two people like a rival <laughs> between story? Wicked, uh, yeah, t- but like two individual <laughs> wicked like rivalry. Yeah, that yeah. war paint about the two uh, uh, oh. makeup ladies. There's a bunch. Yeah, most yeah. musicals have some sort of rivalry or <laughs> some sort of conflict happening. Sorry, I didn't realize it was a stupid question. <laughs> Gypsy. <laughs> This is one to ten, right? I'm going to say five. Five. Mainly for the Hollywood fringe potential. (laughs) A 40-minute version. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to say one, unfortunately. One. I'm going to say five. Giving it an average of 3.67. All right, our next one. Confusing to straight people. Do you think Pink Flamingos would be confusing to straight people? Yeah. I think so. It's, it's taking everything they hold precious. I guess it, it, it like uh, it, like if we're thinking of of the most basic, you know, dolt from Kansas, mm. you know, who like yes, this would be like a, a, a on a this would be a ten, but for like the average straight person in in Los Angeles, I think they'd be fine. <laughs> sure. I think, Is that the I two think polarity? they follow right along. <laughs> it's either yes, Kansas it's Kansas or, or Los Angeles. That's Don't 50%. you know how elections work? <laughs> What's the matter with Kansas? They haven't embraced big flamingos. My mother hates Kansas. So I'm going to say Kansas or Oklahoma, like the two states what she hates Kansas the most. What did Kansas do to your mother? Uh, uh, outside of the Wizard of Oz, she's just like oh. Kansas people. <laughs> my mom does not Fair like enough. many people but yeah she she holds some some ire for kansas how does she does she ever wait in on Cal- los angeles or new yorkers oh she like loves new york and yeah. and uh she's fine with la she likes fine hollywood things yeah she's okay but yeah she she lived uh spent summers in new york when she was oh. a kid so so she loved new york I would say, like, maybe a for the straight people who aren't like a seven. Seven. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll say seven as well. Seven. Uh, I'll go eight. Just because I think they might be wondering why they're watching a movie where someone eats dog shit. <laughs> I think the <laughs> chicken fucking a... is weirder. Name one weird thing about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing. That's it. Mm-hmm. The poor lighting. Uh, giving it a seven point three three. All right, next one. Could Divine play a role in this? <laughs> ten. A ten. Absolutely. Yeah, ten. I mean, I was thinking about like, oh, we probably like this sort of like in musical potential where like if something is a musical, we sort of adjust the category. I was thinking, should we do that with this category? But then I thought, anyway, we adjust this. The answer is going to be 10. So it doesn't matter. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the divine <laughs> is in something should give it a boost, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll also give it a 10. Give an average of 10. Do we need to watch um, Lust in the Dust? Oh, it's so bad. 
So forget it then. <laughs> yeah. I, have you, you watched never, you've never seen that? That's the third part of the trash trilogy. I used to watch, I think I've I've seen like parts of Lust in the Dust because I was like, I was fascinated by it as like a kid. Like, what is this? <laughs> I know what dust is. Like, I'm not used to seeing <laughs> women that look like this in lead roles in Westerns. What is this? Right, because it's her and it's Lainey Kazan. Lainey Kazan, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. It's just, I saw that in either high school or college and was not impressed. In between your clove cigarette. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm right. sure you were smoking cloves throughout. <laughs> yeah, my jarums. Oh, <laughs> elevated. We used to hear that cloves had like fiberglass in them. That sounds like some California horse shit that you were fed right there. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> they're, oh, so you're saying they're perfectly clean and healthy and yes. no, nothing artificial in them. They're like... Is there even Holistic. any tobacco in them? Yeah, they're totally. If I had to smoke now, I probably smoke a clove. You got to, and I listen mm-hmm. to like The Cure or something. Oh, Christian Death. Christian Death. Mm. That was my favorite. All right, well, and right. The Cure. Sure. <laughs> Our next category: first gay kiss. Is there a first gay kiss in this? Well, there is, um, I would say, the chicken fucking scene is an example of uh, doing something outside your comfort zone. Okay, yes. For, for um, what was her name? Not Cracker. The Cotton? Cookie? Cookie. Oh, Cookie Mueller. There's also something first gay kissy about the... Uh, oh, the lesbian. Was it, do the, no, the lesbians the don't. don't. No. And that's really not their first gay kiss. No. not their This might be a lot of people's first gay blowjob they ever saw. Yeah. Like, technically, it is. Like, if, you know, remove the characters out of it, it is a gay blow, you know. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. Mother is kissing her son's penis. Yeah. true. A divine uh, act. Was it the first time, do we think? Not for either of them, but it might be the first one you've seen as an audience member. Right. Is that what the category implies? That it's it could. Like, I, for, okay. I, I think it's the pure open-ended. version of the category is that two gay people kiss for the, or so one gay person kisses. That's for what the first I would time. assume. Yes. I would say a four because there's so many other things. It's like, like just for the blowjob. Yeah. There, I mean, there's not even a lot of kissing in this movie. Not a lot of romance. No, I'll give it a two. Two. Uh, I'll give it a three. Give it an two, average. Three, four. Three. All right. Our next category, gay actors playing gay roles. Dead silence. I tried right. to look up the lesbians, but I couldn't. Merle the lesbian played by them. Jackie Seidel, who was a hairdresser at Cosmic Scissors in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know the reporters what their sexual preferences are. Sure. But it's also like we said earlier, like there's clearly gay characters, gay actors yeah. in this talk full of them. I would say yeah. a six. They, they, yeah, they feel like they're all being like authentically the you know, it doesn't feel like they're putting something on you know what i mean no mm-hmm. so i'll go like seven even, really i'm gonna give it a 10 because mm. even like the role of bab like the role of bab zonchen slash divine is like a gay role because it had to be played by a drag queen you know what i mean so that is like a gay role to me so i'll give it i'm giving it a 10 maybe i'm crazy no okay Giving it a 7.67. All right, that's it for the bonus categories. Now we're into the iconic categories. Uh, uh, 
group categories are wider, more broad reaching. So it's zero to 300. Zero to three. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I feel like I should go to my closet and get some, get a boa. How would you pick which one? I'd I'd probably reach for the one that has glitter in it. Oh, I can't. It's in a box. We're not doing it. Oh, then you're uh, cleaning up that glitter. Forget it. (laughs) No. Not for a podcast? No. (laughs) No, you'll be back with glitter for days. We'll tell everyone you're wearing it. It's fine. Thank you. This might be sacrilege, but sometimes I feel like glitter is more trouble than it's worth. Wow, that really is sacrilege. (laughs) I say this, so I'm looking at my glitter clown painting that uh, I just get glitter literally all over John's house when I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as it's for a good cause. Yeah. All right. The first category. What do you want to give pink flamingos on a scale of zero to 300 in homoeroticism? How homoerotic is pink flamingos? That's funny because I, I I don't think it, uh, there's a lot of fucking in this movie and but it's not uh, all erotic. I was no while watching it. It's more cheeky, literally. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. When Channing's like masturbating, we're just looking at his ass. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is lovely. Yeah, and you do see an asshole if that's your thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you really see an asshole. You do you see, see an asshole. <laughs> everything you ever wanted to just see about an asshole, you see that guy is very talented. I'd never seen a raspberry with an asshole. So that was like really <laughs> impressive. 200? 200. Because somebody got hard watching this movie. Not the actors, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's that yeah. one guy rubbing himself at the party. He probably got hard. True. The guy with the hot dogs. I'm going to have to go 150. 150. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'll give it though. Because there is, there is like a, it is like, campy obviously and not like erotic but there is like a queer sexual charge to it all but not necessarily for erotic purposes but there is like a queer sexual energy to all of it it, i think what it is is like because they are obviously uh, probably on a ton of speed and so it's just like no like it's not it's like energized it's like frantic but it's not like sexy energy right i'll give it 178 Giving an average of 176. All right, the next one, Queer 101. How much of this would you say this movie is an essential queer text? Oh, 300? Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to go 300. It's you got to, yeah. Deeply essential. The part I always like, the when like Divine is just like, she's like left the house and like she's strutting down the street and everyone's just <laughs> like, real people are just like looking at her fascinated. And like, there is something like, and she's just like so confident so powerful and like that scene is like i find like genuinely moving in a way but then i love that it's followed up with her taking a dump in a front lawn because like that is like quintessential john waters i feel like there's something like some genuine like emotion like wow this is like powerful then like oh then it's like they're oh don't forget she's fucking trash you know (laughs) so i love that about pink flamingos uh yeah i'll give it a 300 finally the last of the iconic categories camp factor how campy oh. is pink flamingos? <laughs> uh, like, this is why straight men, you know, like, st- don't like John Waters movies. is <laughs> because they have no grasp or appreciation of camp, or not all of them, but like, as uh, largely, they do not. And this is the campiest movie. Like, all of his movies are just sheer camp. 300. Like, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm giving it a 302. It's just so like outside of any realm of reality that it just exists in this camp space. And that, yeah, I mean, like if my father had to try and watch this movie, he would not understand it whatsoever. And he does not get camp. (laughs) (laughs) Even with you as a son, especially with me as a son. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. My dad, uh, he, he, he turned it off during the chicken scene. Like he okay. stopped watching during. I, like I remember bringing it home, and he stopped watching during the chicken scene. He went to his room. Sure. <laughs> Were you it. thinking like he's gonna love this? No, I I rented it. I I had gone home to Dallas, and I had rented it to watch with a friend because who had never seen it. And my mm-hmm. dad came in and started watching, and he was like, "Goodbye." <laughs> we'll walk out of the room. <laughs> My mother saw polyester before I did. What? Oh, yeah. Because it was on television. Oh, okay. That's a fun one. Did she recommend yeah. it to you? She loved it. Yeah. Polyester's great. Yeah. Polyester's so fun for the whole family. I mean, there is like the weird fetish son, foot stomp, but right. he is a he gets redeemed towards the end. The family is he saved. Does. There you go. The family unit is preserved. <laughs> and Tab Hunter. Yeah, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. An egg lady waiting on the Eggman. A commemorative plate that says, God bless our mobile home. Two jealous perverts. A little glass full of cigarettes. There are two kinds of people. My kind of people and assholes. Gleefully (laughs) running a jogger off the road. Rudely teasing a veteran. Graffiti asking to free Tex Watson. Shoplifting steak by hiding it between your legs. Bologna sandwiches. Getting really stoked by the prospect of sending a turd by mail. Loving someone more than your hair color. Barbecuing in a bra. Harassing a mailman. Fake vomit. A direct attack on divinity getting a pig's head as a gift killing and eating cops at the same birthday party where you did poppers a pervert meeting their match licking furniture as an act of revenge preparing to receive the most divine gift a mother can give setting fire to a trailer getting rejected by a couch give me more questions being convicted of assholeism and finally the filthiest people alive moving to boise (laughs) (laughs) i'm giving it a 300 isn't it amazing how long that like the camera stays on the fire for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just like two minutes of just like hissing and crackling. And yeah. Uh, one, uh, 300, 300. 300 across the board. 300. All right. Finally, we're into the crown jewel. All right. So these categories we don't rate. We just say yes or no. Oh. All right, the first one, a 50% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Pink Flamingos have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Yes. (laughs) I say yes, because as a piece of queer art made by a queer person, it's great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. So it gets the bonus. Finally, negative 50% of all the points. If this is the movie The Whale. (laughs) it is not the movie the whale so it will not lose 50 percent of its points all right that's it we're done so mark knows the answer but julie now that we've been through it all how well do you think it did i think it did really well i think the uh the iconic uh category will have uh moved it up the ranks yeah despite the wheels aggravations i think the wheel for the most part though was good to it felt yeah but all the other ones were great Felt was rough, but like everything else was pretty good. Felt rough, felt rough. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, Muppet Take Manhattan. Uh I I think it has a good chance to be number one, but it's definitely within the top five. There's so many hundreds or three hundreds in right. this. Yeah. Well, well, Mark. I've known for a minute, so I will tell you exactly how it did. 
Out of a total possible 3,490.96, Pink Flamingos has scored (laughs) 3,316.63, giving a percentage of 95.01, making it the gayest movie ever. Gayer than Female Trouble, which is... <laughs> we did it. We did we, it. That felt oh. really like through. You know that could have been that. Uh, that was. A, I mean, it was. Us. You know what? It was good. We needed that sort of tension, some drama. Yeah, we needed that, and I think <laughs> it sort of is sort of a uh, poetic that it was a Muppet Steak Manhattan category. But then, like the wheel, you know, the felt wheel led us low, but then the listener wheel came yeah, through. Ah, mm-hmm. thank you, you know. Sebastian. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian. The fab you really saved the day. Well, yeah. well, well, Mark, we how do you too. feel? Uh, great. I just you just never know. So I didn't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because I feel like there were more act. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be number one. I don't want to get my hopes up. If it is, great. I it deserves to be somewhere <laughs> in the top ten or five. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, while watching it last night, I kind of stopped taking notes, especially in the iconic categories, because I was like, yeah, Mike Pence anxiety scale, hundred, like all of the. I was just like, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna. I would, I would have been astounded if it was not in the top five. Like, I, if it was not in the top five. I would have like been like, we need to do this again. What would you have done? I don't know. I would have. <laughs> would have canceled the podcast i would have pretended that uh somehow the the recording didn't work and we had to do it again and i would have changed my scores nefarious Perfect. <laughs> and then you would have taken the felt category out never but it we was can't. my fault because i summoned it it's okay we have was, merch again, space off it the... we can't get rid of it mm-hmm. <gasps> we do have merch space that we should say That's felt true, is a process do. it is, <laughs> so... is part of this process it and... was part it is there you go mm-hmm. it's even more true now yes um, Julie, we always it. a delight oh, such a to treat and talk a with you. So great to have you in this it's iconic episode. An thank icon you, thank you. for an icon. Indeed. Oh, how kind, how kind. <laughs> Just you saying that, I know that my COVID will have gone away by tomorrow. <laughs> Just the, all you needed was good vibes, man. <laughs> That's it. That's what saved me. Julie, is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? I'm not allowed to. Well, anything. It could be anything. Uh, Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not watching Justified City Primeval, you're really missing out. And you're Uh, not in that, so you're not promoting your own thing. I'm not in it, but uh, it's it's in the can. Oh, God, is this bad that I'm telling you to watch it? No. Like, it's two Elmore Leonard universes uh, married together. It's really great. And how do we watch it? Oh, on Hulu. Hulu or FX. You're not on your free TV dot biz or something. Well, you could watch it there, too. Uh, But (laughs) a lot of commercials. Yeah, a lot of commercials. I have I have Hulu commercial free because like I'll go without food before I uh, have to sit (laughs) Sit through through commercials. <laughs> Julie is who is who I go to for serial killer info and how to uh, pirate television. So, <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> don't let everybody know. It's fine. It's fine. I don't do it as much as I used to. So. I know you're. You know you're slowing down. For sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. I am slowing down. Uh, mostly for British television. Well, you got to then. What are you supposed you to do? Get, get Brit Box? Yeah, I'm not exactly. getting Brit Box. Get out of I here. I had Brit Box for like two months and then I was like, what am I doing? How many mystery shows do you need? 
Yeah, and that's what it mostly is like like pretty lame mysteries. Just lots of like 28 or maybe even more, like 45 seasons of midsummer mysteries. I've never <laughs> seen I was flipping they're on Pluto midsummer. There's like a whole channel for midsummer murders. I believe it. It looks like the most boring show alive. I don't get it. That is like <laughs> my mom has dementia and uh she, she wrote it. She or, yeah, she wrote it. She <laughs> watches. Uh, well, it's new episodes, but I'll like I'll talk to her after it's over. I said, "What happened?" <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know." Like she's <laughs> there was a garden. I don't know. honestly, it's fair. already gone. You know? That's the that's how, what that's a procedural me. Yeah, really. she likes John Nettles. You know, so. who's that? Uh, the star he was he was the star for a long time he's not on anymore but he he Uh, figures into black mirror into this last season of black mirror and what i think is the best episode there's like a john nettles uh thing great well everyone check out that episode of black mirror with john nettles (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, follow us on twitter and instagram at two old queens tw old queens or follow me on letterboxd where i maintain the current movie rankings yes you can email us at two old queens tw old queens at gmail.com let us know if you thought if we got anything wrong we love hearing from you we also got merch merch. belt is a process Mm tea or phone case go to tpublic.com slash two old queens where a portion of the proceeds go to the okra project so you're not just helping us you're helping others that's right and that's it next week is our no, we Fourth, got two more final, Queen's yes. Choice. Two mm-hmm. more Queen's Choice episodes coming up. Five Wednesdays um, this month. Five Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, but that's it for us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.